Welcome back, Ken Hyman, back after his knee surgery. He's back with us today, and glad to see him back. And um, I'm celebrating Resurrection Sunday this week because Jesus rolled the stone away. And uh, I had a kidney stone last Sunday. <laughs> and uh, I had a couple of them, or I don't know. Anyway, I don't know how many I had, but anyway, um, they're all gone. So I'm thankful for that. So, um, yeah. Okay, today we're going to look at Are You Ready? And we're going to look at 1 Peter 3.15. 1 Peter 3.15 says, But sanctify the Lord God in your hearts, and always be ready to give a defense to anyone who asks you a reason for the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. We're going to talk about being ready, and uh, it's ready to give an answer. Ready to give an answer for why we have hope. You know, I think in this day and age, there's a lot of hopelessness around us. There's a lot of despair, a lot of uncertainty, a lot of uh, things going on that, that don't really point to hope. But I believe in the midst of all that, I believe as Christians, I believe it gives us lots of opportunities. And I think we have to be ready for those opportunities. The Bible says, are you ready? Are you ready to give a, an answer, a defense to anyone who asks why we have hope. And before we can give an answer and before we can be ready, it says there's a first thing we need to do. In that verse it says, sanctify the Lord God in your hearts. Sanctify the Lord in your heart. Sanctify means we need to make holy. We need to make Him holy. How do we make Him holy? Well, we live for Him from our heart. You know, it all, it all starts in the heart. The Bible says we have to be born again. It says that, you know, He lives within us. He dwells in us. He makes things new. He changes things from the inside out. You know, and so we have to make Him holy. And then from our heart, from our heart comes this hope. And that, that hope is something that's real to us. You know, it's not just I hope so. Well, you know, I hope everything works out. That's okay to hope everything works out. But the kind of hope that the Bible talks about is a, an assuredness, a knowing, a hope in what's coming, and knowing that it's going to be okay. It's in us. It's a reality that's in us every day. You know, it has to be in us every day. It can't be just a once-in-a-while thing. It has to be something that's grounded and rooted within us. It has to has to be something we really hold dear to and are committed to. And, you know, in uh, Luke, the sixth chapter, in Luke, the sixth chapter, the 45th verse, it says, A good man, out of the good treasure of his heart, brings forth good. And an evil man, out of the evil treasure, brings forth evil. For out of the abundance of the heart, his mouth speaks. So, you know, when this verse says, Sanctify the Lord in our heart, and then we see that the Bible says that out of the abundance of our heart, our mouth speaks, it's really critical what's in our heart. And, you know, you can sometimes say the right thing. You can say maybe what people want to hear or say what you think is correct at the time. But, you know, if it's not in your heart at some time, it'll betray you. But when it's in your heart, then out of that abundance that's in your heart, you speak and you speak the truth. You speak God's word. You speak hope. 
you speak hope. You speak hope to a hopeless world when you have hope in your heart. And so it has to start, first of all, with me. It has to start with me. I have to really say, you know, do I have that hope within me? Do I have that hope within me? Can I honestly say that my hope and trust is in the Lord? That I trust Him? Everything that's going on around us, you know, a lot of, lot of despair, a lot of problems. I was thinking the other day, uh, Elmwood High School is going to have a baccalaureate service this year. Baccalaureate service, which, you know, for a lot of people, they think, well, what's that? You know, baccalaureate's kind of an old-fashioned, but it's a, it's a spiritual service for the children graduating. And so they're going to have a, a service that's a worship service for the graduates that are graduating from Elmwood. And I was thinking about that. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not speaking, but I was thinking about what if. What would you say to a group of young people graduating today? Now, since it's a spiritual service, you can bring in the spiritual aspect and give them hope. Because that's our hope. That's our hope. You know, and if it wasn't that, what kind of hope would I bring them? I don't know, you know. I mean, our young people are facing a lot of serious, serious problems. I mean, we can kind of sometimes, I think, put our heads in the sand and say, oh, it's okay. It's not okay. They're dying. They're dying. I mean, they're dying of overdoses. I mean, it's just, it's unbelievable. Unbelievable. The amount of people that are dying. And you think about a generation that's growing up with that. Where's their hope? You know, when you look around, I, I know one young girl that she just had uh, two, two close friends, you know, die. Where's the hope? What do we have to offer them? What do we have to offer? Well, we have to offer the hope that's in us. The hope that's in us. That Jesus is the answer. He's the answer. He's the one that changes hearts. And so in the midst of a hopeless generation, I believe we have a message of hope. We have a message of hope. And so each and every one of us have to decide that. You know, what's, what's inside of me? Do I have hope? Now, I'm not saying there's times when, you know, things come at us and things happen around us that, boy, it'll challenge your hope. Now, I'm not saying that there aren't Things happen and you go, wow, I don't know. This doesn't look good. But you know, deep inside, there has to be that hope. There has to be that hope. The hope in the one who can deliver us from our problems. Save us from what we're going through. You know, I, I was talking to somebody the other day and, and they, we were kind of talking about this general subject and, he's, and he said to me, he says, and I suppose you think the problem is sin. And I said, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he, he really answered that. He, he really answered the question before he asked it because he says, well, I suppose you think. He knew what I thought, you know. And, and yes, you know, that is a problem. You know, the further we get away from the Lord, the less hope we have. The further we get away from him, the less hope we have. And without him, what's there to hope in? You know, what are you, where are you going to put your hope without him? 
You're going to put your hope in the government? You know, you're going to put your hope in other people? You're going to put your hope in yourself? Sometimes we end up, we end up, we end, get to the end of ourself even. That, you know, I don't have anything to bring hope. And I have to realize that the Lord is the one that brings us hope. He is our only hope. He's our only hope. So that has to be settled first. That has to be settled first within us. And then it says, and always be ready. Always be ready to give a defense. Why we have hope. I think it's important we have to know God's word. You know, sometimes I think Christians, we get kind of flippant with that. and We just kind of, oh, you know, we hope in God and, that, and we do. But why? Sometimes somebody's going to ask you the question, well, yeah, why? And then you go, um, I don't know. Somebody told me that was a good thing to do. Or that's what they always said at church or things like that. And we have to know for ourselves what the Word of God says and why we have hope. And then I believe we have to look for opportunity. Look for it. Expect it. Be ready for opportunity. Keep your eyes open. Pray for opportunity to share the hope that lies within you. Take active initiative to pray about it. Lord, give me opportunity to share hope with somebody that doesn't have hope. Give me an opportunity. Not, well, give them an opportunity so that they might go talk to someone. No, give me opportunity to share. If the hope's in you, then you can share it. If hope is in you, then you can share it. Just share it. Just say why you have hope. We have get different opportunities. These opportunities look different. Sometimes people might just ask a question. They might just ask a question. Why do you seem to be so positive when everything's kind of falling apart? Why do you seem so happy when you shouldn't be? You know, there's, there's just different questions people might ask you that opens a door. Then we need to be ready when those things happen, when we get opportunity, when someone asks a question. You know, we need to look for those opportunities. Sometimes when, when people are sick, it's an opportunity to share. Sometimes when people are out of work, you know, at times when they may be looking for hope. Sometimes people get depressed Sometimes people are fearful. A lot, of, a lot of fear. People have a lot of fear. They're afraid of a lot of things. A lot of different things. A lot of fear. Sometimes we can, we can get opportunity when we just help someone. By serving them. You know, sometimes it, it takes looking at somebody else's situation and thinking about where they're at. I've noticed if I always think about me and what's going on in my life, I probably won't see a lot of opportunity because I'm too worried about what's going on in my life and I won't see that other people might have a need. And so sometimes we just need to look around. Sometimes we need to spend time to build trust. You know, somebody shared that they finally got to share with somebody after six years of being around them. Six years, six years of just being around somebody that they finally felt like they could trust. They could trust to share with them. 
On the other hand, you could get a complete stranger that might walk up and say something to you that might open a door. Sometimes you have to build trust. Sometimes a complete stranger might say something that you get an opportunity to share the hope that lies within you. You know, you don't have a lot of time to talk to cashiers. But, you know, sometimes there's opportunities there to just brighten their day a little bit as you pass through. You know, sometimes they're, they'll express themselves like, oh, they're having a bad day or, oh, you know, they hate being there or they don't, you know, whatever it might be. And it gives you an opportunity to share hope. Sometimes it's very simple. We have to not be afraid of what might happen. And one of the things, I think when it comes to this, and I think to me this is a very simple thing, is to share hope. What can go wrong? What can go wrong? Somebody says, oh, I don't like that. That's so, I don't want you sharing hope with me. I, you know, that could happen. It could happen, but probably not. Most people like to somebody who's sharing a word of encouragement, a word of hope. Most people like that. And you could run into somebody that doesn't. But most of the time, people are willing to let you express that. Let you express that. Sometimes they'll say, well, why do you do what you do? Why do you, why do, you do that? Or they might say, why don't you do that? Why don't you? What, what is it that causes you to do the things you do? You know, next next Sunday we're going to talk about being a fool. And uh, since East, Easter Resurrection Sunday fell on April Fool's Day, I thought it would be appropriate to talk about being a fool. You know, what does that mean? You know, that sometimes Christians, we can look foolish to the world. And people will say, why do you do that? Or why don't you do that? And it's an opportunity to express why we do what we do and what's the hope. Our behavior and our convictions may open up the door for questions. Probably our behavior and our convictions should open up a door. You know, it should open up a door. People should see something different in us. You know, they should see something that they go, why do you do that? Or why don't you do that? Last Sunday I shared about, you know, if they put you on trial for being a Christian, would there be enough evidence to convict you? In other words, would the world, would the world look at us and say, yeah, I can see something different in them. There's evidence. There's evidence. I can see something different. Now, they're also going to see our human side. They're also going to see our failures. They're going to see who we really are. And I think as Christians, we, you know, we need to be honest about that, not, not over, gloss over it. And sometimes they say, well, yeah, but I saw you yell at your kids the other day. Well, yeah, I'm human, you know. Or I did that, but I shouldn't. You know, be honest about it. But they should see something different. They should see something different. And then as we're ready, as we're ready to give an answer, interestingly enough, the Bible says there's a way to do it. There is a way to do it. And it says we're to do it with meekness and fear. Meekness and fear. 
Interesting, interesting, those two, meekness and fear. I thought that was just, wow, fear, meekness, fear. Well, meekness I kind of understood. Meekness is do it with gentleness. You know, be gentle. Some of us, that's hard to do. You know, harder for some than others. But it says we're to do it with meekness and gentleness. To me, that's not talking down to people. Do you know there's different ways to share the hope that's in you? And if you're going to talk down to people, I think they're going to turn you off. Talking down to them is to say, why don't you? Why don't you do? Why do you? You know, kind of condemning. You ought to do this. You ought to do that. Putting down what they do. The Bible says share the hopes in you. It doesn't say put down them. And sometimes as Christians, we need to realize that our job is to share the hope that's in us, not to critique somebody else's life. And even be careful when they ask you to. You know, sometimes people ask you what you think. I just want to tell you, when people say, what do you think? That doesn't always mean they want to know. Okay? Be very careful when they say, oh, just tell me what you think. It's like a big old trap. And they're just waiting for you to walk into that. And be careful, but do it with gentleness. How do you do that? I think gentleness, one of the ways is asking questions. Asking questions is a lot less threatening than statements. Ask questions. Why do you believe that? Why do you do that? What makes you think that? Get them to think about what's going on. Not just you telling them, well, here's your problem. And here's the answer. But ask questions. Ask questions. Think about them. Listen to what they're saying. Don't answer a question they're not even asking. Listen to what they're saying. Listen to the question. Just answer the question that they're asking. Now, you may have a whole lot of answers and you may have the right answers. But because you have the right answers doesn't mean that's what they want to hear and that's what's necessary. Ask questions. Listen to what they're saying. Find out where they're at. Don't act like you know it all. You know, I think if we can settle on having hope and knowing the hope that's in me and being confident in that, we don't have to act like we know it all. Just share the hope that's in you. And do it confidently. Confidently. Be confident about it. Be ready to give an answer. And then do it with fear. Not When I thought about fear, it's not because I'm afraid of them. Or it's not because I'm afraid of the situation. Or it's not because I'm afraid they're going to ask a question. I won't know what to say. It's not that kind of fear. But I believe the fear that we have is out of respect for them and reverence for the Lord. You know, having a really good understanding of what's at stake. You know, what's, what's really at stake? Well, people's eternal lives are at stake. People's eternal lives. That gives me a sense of respect and, and a, a fear of the Lord at to the importance of the situation. That, you know, we aren't just flipping about it, but we understand 
that the, imp the importance of sharing with people. Because what else really matters? I mean, you can think about a lot of things that matter in life. A lot of things in life we think are important. Not that they're not important. But you know, nothing's as important as eternity. And I think sometimes we can lose sight of that. We can lose sight of that. That we, we start to think that life is about everything that's here on this earth. You know, life is about getting through this life and having a good life and having an easy life and having the things we need and, and all that stuff you can get caught up in. And I'm not saying that's not a part of life. But on a priority list, those things don't measure to eternity. Eternity, that's the, that's the most important. As, I, as I've shared different times at funerals, I say, you know, I've come to this conclusion. The only thing you and I are taking with us to eternity is other people. You're not taking all the stuff we're accumulating, thank goodness. You know, we're not, we're not taking a bunch of external things with us. The only thing that we have opportunity to take with us is people. Is people. The value of people. The value of people and eternity. What is their eternal destination? And that comes to them sharing the hope that lies within us. The hope. The hope of knowing where we're going to spend eternal life. And sharing that with those around us. Sharing that with people. Because that's really the only thing that matters. That's the only thing that we're going to take with us. That's the only thing that has eternal value. You know, it's, it's so easy, so easy to get caught up in. Maybe that's why people under persecution and when people are given their lives, maybe that brings a real sense of that eternity real close when, you know, you're in a country where people are dying for their faith and you realize you might die tomorrow. You know, when that, when that reality, I mean, we say that, we say, well, you know, Jesus could come back any time, but we just know he's not coming back right away. Because that's how we live, you know. Oh, no, I know he can come back any time, but I really don't live like that. Because I want to tell you something. If you're under persecution where you had a physical sense that you weren't going to live maybe tomorrow, I'm convinced you would share differently. I'm convinced we would. You know, and so so we need that sense. We need that sense that it's about eternity. And we just don't know. We just don't know. We don't know when that's going to be. And so we have an urgency to share our, the hope that lies within us. We have to be ready, ready to give that word to those around us. Ready to share where we have opportunity. Where we have opportunity you know, as a church, as a church, we do some things. We, you know, I don't know, some of you probably don't even know, but we, if you live in Wayne Brad or Rising Sun, West Mugo, you probably got a flyer. You know, we just send out a flyer to tell people that we're here. And actually, we have two guests with us this morning that came because of the flyer. And that's really cool. That's really cool. And, you know, what does that flyer say? Well, I hope it says, come and let us share a message of hope with you. You know, that as a church, 
we have a message of hope to share as a group. We have, a, we have that urgency as individuals, and I believe we need to do it on an individual basis. We need to be ready to give an answer. And honestly, I think that's the most important part of this is the individual. Is the individual sharing their faith, their hope with those around them. As a church, then I believe we have responsibility. You know, we have responsibility where we have opportunity to share that same thing. But I just want to tell you, don't plan on the church doing all your sharing. It is an individual. This is not talking to the church. This is talking to individuals that we need to be ready. We need to be ready. And we know we don't have to have a big message. We don't have an old theological. It doesn't say you have to know all kinds of Bible verses. It doesn't say you have to know a whole lot of stuff, folks. It says, if the hope lies within you, then be ready to share it. It's really pretty simple. Pretty simple. And I believe it's the most important message and thing we can do is share that as individuals. You know, because people see the hope in you and they want to know why it's there. And so we have opportunity to share that. It's really pretty simple. Pretty simple. Pretty simple. We don't have anything to be afraid of. We just have to be ready. Looking for opportunity. Lord, show me opportunity. Show me Show me people where I might just share with them some hope, the hope that lies within me, that I could share that with them in my words. You know, I don't have to share it like somebody said or somebody told me. All I have to do is share the hope that lies within me. That's pretty simple. It's pretty simple. Don't make it too difficult. Don't be afraid of it. Don't make it hard, but be ready. Be friendly. I believe as a church, and, uh, you know, I don't know how we did this morning. We'll see. You know, I'd, I'd like to have these two guests stand up and say, well, here, let me grade you, but I don't know we want to do that. <laughs> we probably, I'm not sure I wouldn't do that to embarrass anybody, them or us. <laughs> but, you know, I thought about, you know, as we have opportunity to share that, then when we share it, then, you know, if it's, if it's in a church setting that people come, you know, that, you know, we want to share hope with them and encouragement as they come. You know, we want to be friendly. You know, and in our setting with tables, it's kind of interesting. The dynamic is pretty interesting. You know, everybody's got their table. You know, in church with pews, everybody's got their seat. But tables, are, I think, are a little more interesting because everybody's kind of got their table. You're all right where you belong. I can find you real easy. No, I'm not, I'm not putting that down. It's just life. But let me say this. But if somebody comes and they're looking for hope, welcome them to your table. Welcome them to your table. Watch. Be ready. You know, be ready. Be friendly. Tables kind of make groups. Groups are dangerous. Because when you're in a group and having a good time in my little group, somebody walks up and they go, oh, I guess I can't get in your group. Have your group, enjoy your group, but keep it open. Be sensitive, watch. Be ready. Be ready to welcome people, you know, to welcome them. And I think as a, as a church, we need, to, we need to keep that in mind. We need to keep that in mind as we get opportunity. Opportunity. So be ready. 
I believe, personally, if you're ready and thinking about it and praying about it, you will get opportunity. You will, it'll happen. It'll happen. You don't have to go hunting for it. You don't have to make it happen. It'll just happen. It'll just happen. It's kind of like thinking about it, being ready, looking for, anticipating, watching, because there's opportunity to share the hope that lies within us. Let's all stand. Heavenly Father, we just thank you, Lord, that you are the God of hope. And Lord, we thank you that you dwell within us and give us hope. Lord, I pray if there's anyone here this morning that doesn't know you, that doesn't have that hope, Lord, I pray that you just speak to their heart. Lord, help them to open themselves and let you come in and give them the hope that they're looking for. Lord, I pray then as we have that hope that we don't just keep it to ourselves. Lord, it's not in your plan that we just keep that to ourselves, but Lord, it's your plan that we're ready to share that with those around us. So Lord, just give us confidence in you. Trust in you that we can share what you put inside of us. Lord, we thank you for that. Lord, help us look for opportunities this week. Lord, as we go about our just daily tasks, that we look for opportunities to share your hope with those around us. Lord, I pray if there's anyone that has a need for prayer this morning, a concern of any kind, Lord, you'd encourage them to come up and let Tom and Pam pray for them up front by the screen this morning, Lord. you just encourage them to come up and they might receive a word of encouragement and prayer for whatever it is that they would like to have prayed for. Lord, we just thank you for being with us. Lord, I pray that you just bless us, watch over us, and Lord, just help us to return next week to worship you. We just thank you for that in Jesus' name. And everybody said...